From the Capitol in Madison, this is Wiz Politics Midday. I'm Stephanie Hoff here with Midday, sponsored by Spectrum. So we've got a little update for you today on some of the bills making their way around the state legislature. Adam Kalnhofer is going to help me out with them. Adam, one of those bills requires the national anthem to be played before any sporting event. What can you tell us about that one? Yeah, Stephanie. So the bill would mean that pretty much any space that has received public funding for its construction, such as a town park or even Lambeau Field, uh, would have to play the national anthem either an audio clip or have it sung live uh, before a sporting event. The bill has some strong Republican support and some Dems support it too, and it'll likely go to the governor's desk after it clears the Senate. So critics of the bill say that forcing the national anthem to be played at every single sporting event or almost every single sporting event that's held on those publicly funded fields could mean that people just attach less significance to the national anthem after hearing it so many times so frequently. Representative Don Vruink, a Democrat from Milton, who is also a softball umpire and used to coach several high school sports teams, argues that the national anthem just does not need to be played so frequently, especially at venues that hold multiple fields with staggered playing times where certain fields might have to pause their own game to hear another game's national anthem being played during their own game. However, supporters of the bill such as his Republican colleague, Representative Tony Kurtz of Waniwak, says that those who hold the national anthem in high regard will likely never really grow tired of hearing it played so frequently. Kurtz, it's worth noting, is a veteran of both the Iraq and Gulf Wars. And this is an interesting bill, Stephanie, because it has some conflicts with the constitutional right to freedom of speech and expression. Previously, a Supreme Court case ruled that a New Hampshire man was able to cover up the state's motto of live free or die on his license plate because of that freedom of speech constitutional amendment. And it looks like this bill might follow along some of the same lines. Adam, another big topic has been police reform in Wisconsin. What's the status on that police reform package that we've been talking about on midday? Yeah, Stephanie, the police reform package is getting a lot of attention lately. And the Senate voted mostly unanimously on many of the bills in that package. Now those bills head to the assembly where they will either have amendments added to them or the bills will just be put up for a floor vote unamended. Or the assembly could choose not to ever hear those bills. They uh, could choose not to schedule them for a floor session, but it's likely those bills will see the light of the assembly chamber soon because police reform has received so much national attention and attention within Wisconsin. As we know, in Wisconsin, there were quite a few protests and riots last year after Jacob Blake, a black man from Kenosha, was shot by police just a few months after George Floyd, a black man of Minnesota, was killed by police. 
Broadband we've seen as actually a bipartisan issue this year. The pandemic really exposed the state's shortcomings in internet access when everything had to go virtual. And two Republicans, Senator Howard Markline and Representative Rob Summerfield, are circulating legislation that would overhaul the state's rural broadband grant program. Adam, what can you tell us about that one? Well, Stephanie, they're not saying exactly how much money they're going to allocate for broadband expansion yet, but Mark Line says that the bill is important to introduce separately from Evers' budget because it would mean Evers cannot use his partial veto power to alter this new legislation. And Mark Line says the legislation is important because it offers an outline on how exactly to tackle and how to allocate funds for broadband expansion. As we know, in the past, Evers' budget called for $200,000 to expand broadband around the state and Republicans added to their 11-bill package to spend federal pandemic relief funds that was vetoed by Evers just last month, they wanted to spend about a half a million dollars on broadband expansion. Great. So, Adam, we've gone from the national anthem to police reform to broadband, and we'll wrap up with schools next. The Assembly is looking to qualify more students for school vouchers. Indeed, they are, Stephanie. It's no surprise Republicans want to expand the school voucher program, but this time they passed a bill along party lines in a 60 to 36 vote that would increase the income cap from 220% to 300%. That is relative to the federal poverty level. So now families that earn up to 300% of the federal poverty level are eligible to enroll their children in school voucher programs. That means that the most a family of four could earn would increase from about $57,000 to $78,000. Or, if they're a married couple with that family of four, to the increase would go up to $85,600. Well, thanks, Adam, for giving us that update. The most recent news from the Assembly and Senate sessions can be found at Quorum Call. That's at WizPolitics.com. So until tomorrow, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Thanks for tuning in. This has been WizPolitics Midday. For more state government and political news, visit WizPolitics.com.